Hey, it's uh, Dr. Bill with just the tip of urology school. Today, we're going to tackle testosterone supplement. Testosterone supplement is uh, advertised uh, everywhere, medical journals and the lay public, social media. But we want to really understand why our patients are requesting it and why our patients need it. There's some great guidelines, again, in the AUA uh, core curriculum. So all of those of you who have access uh, to this website, please utilize it. Uh, nurse practitioners, physician assistants uh, who do not have access uh, to this uh, particular uh, website, uh, look at Campbell's Urology. Look at a lot of journals that outline testosterone uh, replacement in uh, sexual uh, medicine, and as always, uh, talk to your mentor, your uh, your uh, urology MD, who can always back your play with ad additional information. When you're trying to process what's going on with uh, testosterone, remember that because of the media input and spin, there's a lot of disinformation. So your job is really to filter that out and try the uh, try to undo the disinformation and lead your uh, patient on the right path. And there's some basic knowledge that you need to know. And you also need to know that there's a lot of over-the-counter uh, products. Uh, we don't know what's in them. They're not FDA or regu uh, FDA regulated. Uh, so even though they're over-the-counter, um, they actually may have some testosterone in it that uh, may impact uh, laboratory values. So be aware of that. Also understand that um, there is abuse uh, potential with this, and many of our patients may come with a history of steroid abuse from the gym or from school, from competitive sports, or for whatever reasons uh, they need to justify uh, the illicit use of testosterone. Look at the hypothalamic pituitary uh, gonadal axis. There's a lot of diagrams and algorithms uh, in all the literature we've talked about, certainly on the core curriculum. Understand the negative um, feedback aspect of testosterone, meaning that if we take exogenous testosterone through this uh, uh, HPG axis that I mentioned earlier, the, the uh, testicle will shut down its normal production because there are receptors that identify the amount of testosterone that's in the body, whether it's exogenously produced or uh, exogenously um, administered. So endogenous is the stuff that your body makes. Exogenous is stuff that uh, you give or patients uh, receive. 90% of endogenous testosterone comes from the testicle, about 10% from the adrenal gland. And even though it's 10%, that does have uh, an influence on overall uh, hormonal response. So be aware of that. Uh, understand that in men, after about the age of 40, uh, we will identify about a 1% per year uh, drop in uh, testosterone levels. And understand uh, the differences uh, between free and bound testosterone. Look at serum uh, levels and 
constellation of complaints. Just don't treat patients by number uh, uh, by their serum levels. Understand that. Understand that um, everything. Both issues are required to when you're uh, supporting testosterone, uh, and to try to determine whether you're doing patients any good. Understand that the time to get the lab values are by convention best done early in the morning uh, before 10 o'clock. That's when your testosterone is naturally the highest. There, is, there are some papers out there that indicate if uh, people are working during their the night and their, their uh, diurnal rhythms are off base because they're nighttime workers, that that may that levels actually maybe those levels actually may be higher um, uh, in the evening, but I don't have a lot of data on that, and so I normally rely by my convention checking uh, first uh, morning labs before ten o'clock uh, in the morning. Uh, look at some of the common uh, signs and symptoms of low testosterone, and there are a number of nice uh, tables listing this in the uh, written material I've already identified, but decreased memory and decreasing critical thinking, uh, depression, uh, decreasing muscle mass and bone strength, and certainly sexual dysfunction are uh, big issues. When you look at testosterone deficiency, try to get an understanding of whether it's primary or secondary decreased testosterone. Is the testicle itself, the factory for testosterone impacted or is uh, and causing a low testosterone or is there something impacting the testis itself? Uh, know that it's not only three testosterone or total testosterone, but we need to look at prolactin, uh, LH, FSH, uh, SHBG, estradiol and DHEA, one of those sex hormones that come from the um, adrenal gland. And also understand that there are other factors that uh, can impact uh, testosterone levels, including uh, diabetes. And we know that with improved testosterone uh, levels, declining uh, hemoglobin uh, A1Cs can be enjoyed. Uh, again, a lot of disinformation. Spend a fair amount of time to identify that disinformation in your particular um, uh, patient, and do what you can to leave them on lead them on the right track. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for some frustration, both on your part and um, on the patient's part. Even with uh, some urologists, unfortunately, and many primary care physicians. Uh, who do not uh, treat patients routinely with testosterone uh, will have some confusion on the disinformation. Uh, a lot of that has to do with cardiovascular health. Uh, they're appropriately dosed uh, mm. and supported uh, testosterone uh, will not uh, impact us negatively from a cardiovascular um, point of view. Improved perfusion in cardiac output has been uh, noted, and uh, improved exercise tolerance uh, has clearly been identified in those uh, patients who um, 
enjoy appropriate uh, testosterone supplements. Know that when we commonly see younger men uh, with concerns of low testosterone, they may be of age where fertility issues are uh, of a concern. You do not want to offer exogenous testosterone in those patients. There are other ways of treating, but remember the concept of negative feedback. If we give testosterone, exogenous testosterone, to this patient population, it turns the testis off. And the testes do two things. One is produce testosterone, but also produces sperm. And so we do see patients who have juiced in the gym, if you will, and they come to us with concerns of uh, fertility. Uh, we scrutinize their history and identify this. And oftentimes when we do semen analyses, we see um, zero sperm. And we also see some of those drivers for increased testosterone, LH, luteinizing hormone, which I mentioned earlier, on the uh, uh, depressed or on the decline. Uh, sometimes those are recoverable. Sometimes fertility is not. So it's a it's something that you do not want to be uh, making a mistake on, and certainly want to inform um, your patient. When you choose testosterone supplement, the big thing is just mentioned is is the patient have concerns of fertility. If there uh, if there are there are uh, there's utilization of medications that can stimulate the testis to improve testosterone supplement and also potentially stimulate spermatogenesis. So that's a win-win. Uh, for those who are not concerned about uh, fertility, probably the historically the least expensive and most available uh, are IM injection products. Those are my least favorite uh, for a variety of reasons. The two big ones, the pharmacokinetics, the way they're absorbed, they're abrupt, uh, abrupt increases and decreases in serum testosterone and that loses uh, stability. And when we want when we want to have testosterone elevation, we're really shooting for um, stability to assist in general health issues that we talked about, certainly sexual dysfunction. If after I inject and have a great response uh, with my erections and then a week or two later when the uh, numbers are lowest, and I find that my erection capability is declined, there's a tremendous amount of uh, frustration. Uh, we want to uh, also on IM injections, uh, parenthetically, uh, living in a, uh, a dry, hot climate increases our risks for polycythemia or thickening of the blood with IM injections, probably 65, 66% of the time, we may see polycythemia even with appropriately uh, dosed and scheduled testosterone. So it, uh, for those doing it correctly, it becomes a uh, management nightmare. There are a number of other uh, routes we wanna look at, uh, all with their advantages and disadvantages, uh, namely, topical creams and subcutaneous pellets seem to have the least um, 
risk for polycythemia, and that's certainly a plus. Uh, we want to look at the delivery system, as just mentioned. We want to look at the potential for abuse, unfortunately. And it appears that the IM injections uh, probably top on the list uh, of potential abuse, especially if um, you choose to allow the patient to self-administer. In my practice, historically, I have not uh, done that for medical legal um, concerns. So there are a lot of um, variations to the theme, if you will, with testosterone supplement. It does, for those patients who require testosterone, it is clearly a life changer. Don't be afraid of it. Learn about it. Follow these basic uh, guidelines offered in this uh, video. Remember, it's just a skeleton of information. Dive in deep to the other um, sources of information and develop a comfort level in offering this uh, potentially wonderful intervention for those patients who need it. And again, this talk is focused on male testosterone supplement, but off formulation, those of us who are comfortable uh, with testosterone supplement uh, for general health, depression, and uh, sexual uh, satisfaction know that women are certainly uh, deserving of testosterone under certain uh, conditions. So always keep that, always be aware of that. Uh, Dr. Bill, with just the tip of urology school.